Hey everybody, this is Dan, the GM, and welcome to episode two of What the Dice. Today we're going to be doing our next character inter interview, not interview, intro, character intro. So today with me is our old man of the game. This is Ethan. How you doing, Ethan? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. So let's do you want to just get right into the nitty gritty and start throwing these beautiful things we call dice and hope we survive a campaign? Yeah, let's throw some and see what happens. All right. What we see in the camera as it pans across the warming sky of the early morning. It's this small village, mostly made of timbers, um, probably a farming village, probably has a little bit of trade. So probably like trappers, farmers, and then it's probably on a major trade route. So a lot of people are coming and going. This one has been particularly built up. You see a couple more guard towers. It could be that it's because of the distance from the Holy City. They've taken the time to build it up a little bit more than anywhere else. But that doesn't matter because we're going to go into this little inn through a window and we see... What does your character look like? Well, you know, he's kind of a short fellow being a gnome. Uh, he's got his hair kind of slicked back into a ponytail. Keep it out of his eyes. Um, got his rifle slung, slung back on his back here for the moment. and Kind of look at would imagine he's kind of just bright-eyed and looking at everything and odd just how tall everything is to him. So you've probably been here about a month. You're on your own little adventure, but it's gotten to the point where you are as far away from gnome land as you possibly can get from for about a month. You have probably been booking it as fast as your little legs can carry you to get you out of your territory because you just don't want to be there. Am I right? Sounds right. So you have found yourself in this land, and what's unique about this village is it's predominantly ran by the rat folk. They have been very warm and forthcoming with you and have had no problem help having you stay at an inn relatively cheap as long as you help around. Um, it could be acting as a guard, could be, you know, helping unload carts, things like that. So you've made friends with these merchants, or at least a couple of the merchants. So it is early morning. What do you want to do? Well, I will hop, hop up and go check to see if there's any work for me to be doing today. So you walk out, and it's actually pretty busy. Like, there's more hustle and bustle than there normally would be. Like I said, you've been here about a month. It's You've kind of gotten into this routine of, you know, there's a level of busyness, but this is more than normal. You notice that the guards seem to even be a buzz about something. Like, I mean, how tall are you? I don't remember how tall you are. I am. Uh, the character sheet doesn't show how tall I am, actually. Let's see. Oh, wait. Uh, it's a small five feet. I'm sorry. I had to. Well, at least that's what the size is. Yeah, so you're you're under five foot. So you're probably, you know getting used to getting bumped around when it's a, when you're in a crowd. Am I right? 
Eh, you know, it happens. People just don't notice them short, short folk. Now the question is, you're a gnome. Do you wear a, a tall, pointy hat? What kind of hat do you wear? The viewers want to know. Uh, I don't wear a hat currently. Oh, wow. But if I did, it would be something with goggles on it. Maybe a pointed <laughs> hat with goggles, but we don't know yet. It just won't be a very tall, pointy hat. It'll just be a, a, a kind of pointy hat. Oil, an oil filter, or an oil filter with a pair of goggles on it. You never know. <laughs> well, so what would you like to do? Uh, you said you wanted to look for some work. So you begin the normal route around helping this uh, merchant who is always needing help and this person that's always needing help and scurrying over and helping this person. It's you, you spend the morning just kind of bouncing between the traders. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. But it rolled out to be a 20, not nat. So a dirty 20. Yep. So you see probably one of the few uh, dwarfs that are in the area, probably someone that, deals in metals um and you notice something a little interesting instead of selling metal ingots these ingots look like they have been trimmed down to be about the size of a half ingot or something smaller than that like something that you would recognize as something that you would recognize as a metal that you would trim down and carve into bullets um, you are your character is a gunslinger, am I right? That is correct. So you have experienced seeing metal that is particularly designed for bullets. You notice that this dwarven trader is carrying metal that you wouldn't use for bullets, and this is very different. This is not his normal supplies. Well, then I think I will mosey on over to the dwarven. See what's going on while he's selling uh, bullets to the rat folk at this point. As you approach, he gets a very large smile, opens his arms, and he goes, Hi, how are you, my friend? Have you come to purchase from my new stock? What happened to the old stock? I mean... Ah, you see, the rats, they whisper something very interesting to me. You see, at some point today... A new armor or a new armorer, armorer, weapon specialist, weapons person, weaponsmith. I'm going, yeah, weaponsmith has decided to come and start producing and selling their weapons here, mostly for the guards, you see. But nonetheless, it is something fantastic to see for these guards. Oh, he just smiles and taps your rifle he goes it looks like this but slightly bigger because you know rat folks are taller than you so they need the bigger weapons well most things are generally taller than me but so if you if you're in the know mr dwarf uh, who's the person selling these guns hmm he eyes you very interestingly like if you're like if almost this is an actual secret Let's see. He leans in and whispers, how much gold is this information worth to you? Well, that depends, you know. I mean, if this new merchant 
needs assistance, I mean, I have a gun, I can always work with him. And that could also mean more uptake for you on people buying more stuff if there's more people working on it. Roll me a diplomacy check. 14. Hmm. <laughs> he rolled a four. Um, he just goes, well, you see, it comes from the gnome lands and, you know, I don't know much about them, but I hear it's a company called Short Bolt Muskets. They'll be arriving today at noon. Sh Short Bolt Muskets, you say, huh? Ah, yes. You see, I have been graciously given the opportunity to sell the raw metal for the bullets. I'm not allowed to produce the bullets, but I am more than allowed to sell the raw. Well, you know, you could always produce a couple just for show so you can show them off what the finished product looks like, you know. He goes, ah, but I'm not allowed to produce it. I'm allowed to sell the, the guards the raw materials, and then they go to their the uh, short bolt musket shop and then they will make the bullets for them at a discounted rate you see he points to what used to be a keeler's shop um someone who sold herbs it looks like it had been boarded up recently probably with it had been boarded up as long as you've been there and no one ever really talked about why that particular merchant no longer was there but you now notice that there's a sign hanging up. Coming soon, short bolt muskets trading post. Hmm, so, Mr. Dwarf, when did you say they were showing up? Today at noon. In fact, he looks at the sky, squints a little bit, and then stops and goes, I should use a sundial. They are very useful. He sets out the sundial and looks down. He goes, ah, in a few hours they will arrive. Ooh, good to know. I might have to see if get my engineering kit out and see if I can present myself to them for work. Ah. It is interesting. I thought all gnomes knew each other. Do you know of these people? I mean, you do carry one of their firearms. Well, I bought this firearm used from a traveling vendor a while back, but short bolt, you said? They sound familiar. Yes. Mm. Mm. Well, by what I hear is they're making a sweep of the firearms. They have made sure that they are the only supplier to all the Holy City's uh, outposts. Apparently they cannot get into the Holy City and the Holy Priestess has stopped them from selling their firearms at any of the new outposts. Well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so there's a little trading post out about a week's travel. It's a called Narrow Cloud. They are so small. They're not even a town. No one goes out there except for people trying to get away. And I hear adventurers are always going there to find a way to make a quick buck. There's always people going missing. Hmm. Good to know. I mean, I can always head out there myself and then send word back to you that they need bullets there. I mean, that could make more money for you as well. He nods. That would be very appreciative, but I rarely get out that way. But I might have to now. 
Well, think about it. You're the only person bringing in the bullets. I mean, think how much money you could make. Hmm. This is true. I will look on this. He is quickly interrupted by seeing another person looking. And he goes, well, my friend, I will leave you to your day as I have things to do for myself. Alrighty. Well, make sure you have a pint for me when you get off shift, buddy. Of course, my friend. He begins to do his normal merchancy haggling and tacking, talking with the guards and talking up this new weapon he that will be brought in. It almost seems like he is either just very excited about this or maybe knows more about this weapon than he gives off. Maybe not about the short bolt brand, but maybe about weapons in general. So it's about, let's say it's about 10 a.m. So you've got about two hours till noon. What would you like to do? Well, two hours till noon. Um, I'll hit the head guard captain up, see if he's got any work for me, and then go back to the inn and contemplate what I'm going to do about a merchant from Short Bolt showing up. Okay. So, you make your way to the outpost, the outpost's main guard post. In there is an older rat, solid black fur, but he's getting that peppering because he's older. He's wearing a standard leather jerkin, short sword on his hip. He is behind his desk working, writing up paperwork. The normal thing you see every time you ever come and visit him. He looks up, raises a slight eyebrow, and he starts to shift. Leans in, he goes, I, I see you are needing something? Are you, have you been robbed? Mm, no, I haven't been robbed. You guys have always been really good about not taking my stuff. But, I do occasionally misplace things, but not today. I was actually coming by to see what the deal is with work today, and... Guns? You guys are really going with guns now? Yes. The Holy City has given us the funds to upgrade our armory. And as such, I've spoken to many vendors and trying to find that perfect weapon for range dealings with so that we don't have to rely on all of our short range weapons. Melee is nice, and my men know how they to handle, but picking something off at range, it's something our archers boast about. So, after seeing you work with your firearm, I started reaching out. And because of how long our treaty with the Holy City has been, we were given one choice, short bolt, short bolt muskets. I see. Well, you know, just... Make sure your guys, you know, look through at, oh, inspect the weapons and all that. Make sure they're safe and all. Well, I would hope so. We are practically giving them full reign of making their own trading post here. In fact, I full reign. You said yes. They will be give taking over metal trade. The metal trading routes. They are saying what metals should be used and what metals can be brought into the city if it is used for firearms. The black powder is being brought in from their vendors. So pretty much if it is a firearm, 
it is coming through them directly do you, or a vendor that they say we can use. Do, do you know who exactly is bringing the weapons here? He just stares at you for a moment and he goes, I hear they're sending a one of the family members and that they will be escorted by heavily armed men. Wow, I mean, you're getting one of the family members here. That's pretty impressive. He nods. He goes, yes, I hear that because we are the last outposts that will be getting their weapons. They want to make sure that they have the best setup, and we have spared no expense in that. We want to make sure that we do not offend them, and we want to make sure that they stay. Granted, by what we hear, the family member will not be staying. They will be returning back to their home, but they will be here to set everything up. Well, just make sure you don't lose what made this town special in the first place. It's friendly nature and all that. Now, why would we do such a thing? The firearms are just here to help us protect each other. Oh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just make sure that it doesn't change things here. <clears throat> he stares at you oddly for a moment, just trying to not necessarily read into this, but mostly just understand why you're warning something about this. He kind of shrugs it off and he goes, I don't believe anything in our town will change in that way, but we will make sure it doesn't. I would hope not. I really like this town. He nods. Did you want to stay and continue the conversation or would you like to do something else? It is that it would be around 10, 15, 10, 20. No, I'll I'll nod to him since he didn't seem to have any work, and I will head back to the inn in my room real quick. Okay. As you get to the inn, you notice that the town is getting busier and busier. It is almost becoming maddeningly, maddeningly busy. You've never seen so many people out. Everyone is cleaning or you know they're repainting signs they are going above and beyond making this town look like it is the best town all right um i'll, I'll see if i can flag down the innkeeper real quick so you weren't able to get the innkeeper but you are able to get a younger rat that works there he scuttles by and he goes, yes, yes, yes. How can I help? Hey, um, where's your, where's the innkeeper at? I wanted to talk to him real quick. He's busy, busy, busy. We are renting out the best room in the house for this family member and his guards. And then, and, and, and it's free of charge. And we have to make sure it has the best pillows and the best blankets. And we had to switch out the mattress because the mattress was old and it didn't like, didn't, and, and they don't like hay and they had to have cotton and so we had to go get cotton and cotton is really hard to find especially out here so we had to get cotton and then we had to make the mattress and the mattress was hard to make because we've never made a mattress before like this so we made a mattress of cotton huh. so he's right now so he's right now getting the cotton mattress so that we can put on the new beddings and then the 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 the, the, the guards are getting their own rooms and 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 the, those guards have to be stationed two on each one on each side and then one at each door uh, leading up to the stairs, and 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 then one on the first floor. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to make sure all these rooms were clean. You said he was getting the mattress made right now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Whose shop did he go to get the mattress made? Uh, he, he scratches his head for a second and then goes the 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 human the human um um 
Oh, that Maris, the tall guy. No, no, Maris, the the, the wife. She makes it. Oh, oh, Maris. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. He scuttles off. I will go and go see if I can find Maris. <clears throat> so, you've gotten the lay of this town pretty well, and Maris is one of the few people you visit rare because you know she's a seamstress. She deals mostly in your everyday clothing, your breeches, your shirts. The she, though she is the tailor, she doesn't do a lot of tailoring. She tends to do more repair and upkeep of people's clothing and their bedding. As you approach, you see the innkeeper. He is sitting on the porch, leaning back, and it is clear he is waiting for Maris to finish. I will uh, wave at him as I'm coming up towards him. He gives you a nod. He goes, Dort round. Afternoon or morning to you still. Ah, it is still morning. Did you need chores for uh to pay off your tab for last night? Um, how much do I owe you on that still? He goes, well, the agreement is if you work around, you'll get the place for free. Uh, the seller could use some cleaning and picking up. Uh... Uh, if you feel like redecorating a room, we got a couple rooms that need to be done. Uh, other than that, just helping us get this town ready for this big wig from the giant gnome city. And how much would I owe if I need to pick up and uh, head out somewhere? I don't want to leave, you know, leave a tab for you. E... He leans back and closes his eyes for a moment and goes, eh, you've been mighty helpful. I, uh, eh, let's just call it a gold piece. You've done more than your fair share to help out. Diphibius will nod at him and he goes, and he'll take out a, a gold coin and hand it to him. He goes, I may be gone just, you know, looking for new things to hunt and all that, but I will try to make sure to come back and check on how how big things are going here for you. He goes, it would be great to see if a great tenant like you. You've been like family for the last month. Always making sure you help out. You've helped up, held up your end of the bargain more than plenty. Well, I mean, you guys gave me a place to stay and you gave me work to do. And I really appreciate that. He smiles. So, uh, which one do you think about heading? Well, I haven't decided yet. There's, this is all big country to me, so there's always some, somewhere interesting I can go, and plenty, I'm short enough to get into most places other people can't, so you don't know yet. Well, what's nice about this town is we always got traders heading out, so you can always hop on with one of them. Hmm, that is an idea. The dwarf mentioned a place far off where there's always a lot of work there too, so I figured I could go there and maybe make some more gold too. Yeah, if it's uh, out in the country area where the great forest hits land, you might be able to find lots of work out there. I hear adventures head out that way all the time. 
Yeah, that's what the dwarf said, that there's a town where a bunch of adventures go to on occasion. He scrunches his eyes for a moment, trying to think about it. And he goes, something cloud. Something cloud. Yeah, that sounds pretty familiar. Arrow cloud? Arrow cloud? Narrow cloud, that's it. Narrow cloud. I might hitch a ride with someone heading that way and check it out, and then you never know. I'll probably be back with it a week. Especially, you know, if they're not very nice over there, because I really like this place. This place is nice. He's not. He goes, well, we've been here so long, and we understand how to treat folks. It's very refreshing. Say, do we have anyone heading out that way today? He thinks for a moment and goes, yeah, I think we got one set of folks heading out that way. Uh, it's the dwarf, and he's got the two half-orc guards. Oh, you mean the really tall guys that kind of glare at you every time you walk by him? Yeah, them. Hmm. I wonder where he's at. I'll have to see if he, when he wants to leave. He shrugs. I think he might be in the tavern. All right. Well, good luck on your uh, mattress work you've got going there. Yep. Yeah, hoping it's good enough for them to accept it because they've been very particular about what they want. You should have seen that letter in the list of demands. Oh, I can only imagine. He hears the bell ring and he nods. He goes, well, guess it's time for me to pick it up. Well, you have a good day. I'm off to go find the, uh, the dwarf and his orcs. He nods and gives you a wave as he walks inside. I am off now to the tavern to go look for the dwarf and his orcs. Give me a perception check. Dirty 20. You are seeing a cloud of dust coming up from the trail. One that would signify a large caravan coming this way, and one that's probably heavily guarded. It's that, like, clearly they're using heavier horses and probably pulling at least three or four uh, carts. And you notice a color. So what would this color be? Seeing your character seems to know a lot about this musket company, Shortfold. What's the color that they would have on their carts? It's going to probably be something along the lines with a copper copper hue, more brass hue to it, you know, being a, you know, the bolt, bolt last name and what have you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you're seeing. Probably three or four carts of this brassish brash brass ish hued canvas over these stretched out timbers you see clear as day five guards four on the side four on e two on each side and then one leading the pack their horses are in almost like a a plate mail for horses so they're armored up the men on the horses, they've got their muskets on their hip, like at the ready. They're riding one-handed, and they're wearing padded armor, and it looks like they're early. Oh, strip bolt. 
Um, he's going to very quickly and very quietly start making his way towards the other side of town where the other exit is so he can leave. Roll your stealth. 21. You're wanting to get to the exit or are you trying to get to the tavern? You said exit, right? Exit, yeah. So you make your way to the exit as quietly and as quickly as you can. It's one of those like because there are so many people around, you're ducking between this person, that person, hiding behind this woman in the big dress, jumping behind a barrel. Like, you are doing as much movement to get between, get as much space between you and that entrance to this town as you can. You do successfully get to the other side, and the gate is closed. All right. There are carts lined up like they're waiting to leave and it looks like the guards are do diligently getting through the process it looks like a couple people are paying their toll pass and just to get through all right i will quickly look at the caravans that are already there and see if the dwarf and his orcs are possibly on the way out already you do see the orcs standing there and they're or the half orcs standing there and they're waiting in line there's probably about one or two other people in front of them and you don't see the dwarf he might be finishing up last minute trade deals or finishing up one or two things that needed to be done all right i will approach the half orc guard that he's got why good morning to you sir all right sorry you approach the half orc yeah what you want little man well, I was wondering if I could book passage with you all. Do we look like we are one of those fancy, we take people places? No, you don't look like that type of caravan. But I can pull my weight. I do have a rifle and I'm a good shot. And I could pull my weight and help. He stares at you and the, uh, the town starts to get quiet as the orc stops thinking for a moment and he looks off and he sees... There's some commotion, and he gets to the position where he's more in a defensive place, and he goes, you hold that thought. Okay. He puts his hand on his sword, and his partner does the same. And we s the camera zooms away from you, zoom flies up, and sees this where everyone is town in town is out, kind of in the middle of the square, blocking all the traffic for people to walk by. And these carts pull up, and on the side... Sure enough, it says short bolt muskets and followed by images of long muskets and short muskets and powdered horns. But we don't, what we see is a young looking gnome with a, a shiny brass ring on her finger. You don't necessarily recognize her at first, but then you start to think about it. Roll your... Uh, I believe it's wisdom? No. Intelligence. Any modifiers I need to add to that roll? Um, roll with advantage. So roll twice, take the better. Uh, nat 20 on the second roll. Oh. So with that nat 20, you really start to think about it. And it's the... You recognize her because you saw her around in your your town. She wasn't like... She wasn't part of your family but she might as well have been as how often she's been there. She was your brother's, 
I don't want to say most trusted friend, but probably only friend. Let me see if she notices you. Nat one, you're fine. She begins talking some flowery talk about wanting only the best for her new friends and how her and her husband are granting them this great opportunity to have their weapons and that their merchants are going to do the best for this town and the flowery speech you have heard your brother practice over and over and the moment starts to slow down as short round kind of escapes into his own mind and he sees his brother his oldest brother am i yep. right oldest brother arguing with his parents talking about how they're not doing enough and that there's so much more they could be doing and the parents just kind of wave them off of the we're doing exactly what we need to do you'll understand when you're older he slips past you and you hear him writing and doing this practice speech and it's almost verbatim like literally word for word this is a script your brother looks at you and just smirks before this vision slips from your mind what does short round think of his brother what is what is going on in his mind at this moment back in the past back in the past short round being the youngest was really hoping his brother would come around and be kind of be like his parents and the rest of the family you know really interested in studying guns not particularly interested in making them and was really hoping that his brother would take more interest in that that rifle that they'd found and were trying and studying instead of mass producing garbage in his opinion and now we see time starts to pick up a little bit what is short round thinking now hearing that exact same speech that his brother had been practicing coming from this very familiar female gnome kind of shocked especially the fact that she said husband and he's like wow i didn't think anyone would marry him and why does he think that like is it just because it's your brother and your brother is driven or is it just personality um he always felt his brother had a kind of a personality of a turnip when it came to dealing with other people <laughs> i mean after all he only had the one friend and he's now married to her wait hold on i need to get past the turnip thing oh oh my god what do you mean <laughs> what is just breathe what is I'm trying. What does short round mean when he thinks when he when he thinks to himself personality per, personality of a turnip? Well, for him, he he always figured felt that his brother just wasn't very good with people, and probably why his brother didn't get along with the rest of the family very well. I mean, even a personality contest, the turnip would probably win by a landslide. Okay, good to know. Good to know or good to know. <sighs> Oh, God, the gnome puns have started. Okay, moving on. All right. Time finally picks up to normal speed, and 
the guard captain is making his way and is starting to give the tour, which means that they are starting on the opposite side of the town. The orc turns to you and goes, when the boss gets here, he'll tell you if you can join or not. Right now, I'm just trying to get through this toll. Well, I could potentially go talk to the the guard and see if I can pull any strings for you. He goes, hell, you do that, I'll get you on even if the boss doesn't want us to have you on. All right, let me t- have a talk with him. All right. I will go find the closest guard that's working on the uh, tolls here. So you approach the guard, and he is just being particular when it comes to the toll. Like, he wants the gold. He doesn't want copper. He he just wants the gold piece so he doesn't have to count the silver at the end of the night. So he's just being lazy-ish. I'll uh, wave at this guard. The guard puts up his hand, looks at you, and he goes, Oi, short, short, short round, short round. How you doing? What you want? Well, I was wondering if you could help me and my friends here. He points back to the half-orcs. If we can get, uh, we need to get on the road a little earlier today than expected. Uh, I was wondering if there's anything I can do to help that happen. He looks, he goes, well, this one wants to pay in silver, even though they know we don't like taking silver because that means we have to count it at the end of well, the night. how much does she owe? He goes, told the, is three gold, and she keeps trying to hand me 300 silver, and I don't want to have 300 silver sitting in my pocket while I'm trying to guard. I will turn to the lady. Good afternoon, miss. Can you state that again? You oh, I'm sorry. Up. I'll turn towards the, uh, the woman trying to pay with the 300 silver and be like, good afternoon, miss. She gives you a, a weak smile. She goes, afternoon, young gnome? That is correct. I am a gnome. How can I help you? Well, I was wondering if I could help you with your problem here, and I will trade you three gold for your 300 silver. She smiles this big smile. She's like, that would be wonderful. I'm just trying to leave, and I only deal in silver. Oh, that's but yes, I, I will gladly That's do that. That's quite all right. He'll, I'll have him take out three gold coins and hand it to her, and he'll take her 300 silver. He, she smiles as the guard literally does the one, two, three, bite, 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 opens the gate. The next merchant steps up, and they literally stop him. And they go, they look over at the orcs and give a wave, and they walk up, and the dwarf finally catches up, and... He's got this big old smile, and you hear coins jingling on his hips. He walks up and looks at you and goes, what are you doing? Well, I was looking to catch a ride with you guys. He just kind of goes, well, I ain't. The orc puts his, half-orc puts his hand up. He goes, nah, boss, you, you should hire him. I mean, where are we going anyway? Dwarf just kind of shrugs. He goes, heading out to Narrow Cloud looks at you he goes you good heading out that far i mean you seem like you prefer to stay up in this region you're here all the time uh you know change the scenery i want to see if i can make some gold maybe come back this way maybe eventually hook up with the working here you never know he goes all right if you got your crap toss it in the back and we'll head out uh uh, defibulous will scurry up into the wagon and since he's got his stuff with him and happily wait to leave 
All right, well, you don't wait long. As the cart pulls out, you get a clear view of the gnome. She is, if you were not in a cart, she probably would have spotted you. But being that you're in a cart, you could practically just lay back and disappear. I will happily. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I say no, he ahead. will quietly lay back down, lay out of sight, and remain hidden at this point. As you hear the the hustle and the bustle of the town slowly fade into the the distance, the dwarf kicks the horses into a higher trot as he is trying to make his way to the uh, the trading route. Once on the route, everything is pretty simple. It's you and the orc, half-orcs are playing cards or joking around, sharing rations. And you finally get to this area where there are these painted mountains and plains and forests all just kind of in this one little region. It's actually a really beautiful and unique site for you. I'm pretty sure where you're from, you're from more of a mountainous region, right? Yeah. So you're not used to seeing massive, lush fields of um, grass and these dense forests where you can you can't even see through them. That is a lot of trees. The dwarf nods. He goes, "We stay out of that because you never want to get caught there. You can't maneuver." Yeah, I imagine trying to get a wagon through that many trees tightly packed would definitely be a problem. Yes, yes, it is. He slows the cart down. He goes, well, we are going to set up camp here for the night. You're on duty. He'll nod to the dwarf and pop out. The dwarf does a quick setup, literally just tosses a, a lean-to up. The orcs do the same. And they're all getting literally hunkered down. Um, it It's clear that these guys probably live off field rations. Like... They probably don't eat anything more than a trail ration when they're out maneuvering, unless they're in town. As night falls, you hear the sounds of crickets and that the the normal night sounds when you're out camping. That the chirps here, maybe a frog here or there. Roll your aware or perception. Fourteen. You notice you hear what sounds like a twig getting snapped. It's quiet, but it was like a, no, that that was something. He'll uh, kind of focus on the area where he heard it and start very quietly kind of working his way towards the uh, half-orcs. Okay, I need you to roll your perception. 18. Yeah, I I rolled a 7. I'm sorry, I rolled a 10 because I have a plus 3. That did me no good. You see a human. He's in all black, crouched down. He's got what looks like a short spear in his hand. Um, kind of those, like, he's either trying to sneak up to the cart and get what's inside, or he's trying to take out the dwarf or the guards. It's hard to say. But he has not seen you yet. All right, how uh, close am I to the orcs? Um... Not close enough to touch. You're probably about 20 feet away. I will ready my rifle and take aim at the guy while slowly moving towards the orcs to get their attention. 
are you actually taking are you doing a so you're taking aim okay yes while you're trying to get to the orcs yeah get their attention to get their attention how are you trying to get their attention and you said they're 20 yards from me 20 feet the um the man in all black is probably about 40 feet from you so they're probably more like to the let's say they're to the east and he's to the north so he's more directly in front of you but he I, he has not seen you yet and he's just he's stationary at the moment no he is crouching he is literally moving at a stealth so he is moving very slowly because it is clear he is trying to do something have I dealt with these orcs before do I know if they're light sleepers or not no uh, anytime you've ever dealt with them, they are usually sawing logs in the room next to you. But it seems like they're more of a, they're quietly sawing logs. So maybe they're a lighter sleep when they're out and about. All right. Um, since I'm using a blunderbuss, I will very slowly bring the hammer back and click it a couple times to see if it gets their attention. But keep my focus on the uh, guy trying to sneak up on them. Orc one. That one, 17. So one is stirring. They hear it, and he's probably either not sure what it is, but he is not awake. He is just doing that stir and, like, slowly, like, getting uh, a look. I'm next to the wagon, aren't I? Mm Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you're short, so you've got full cover. I will, uh, clank my boot on the, uh, wagon see if that gets his attention further. Nope, but it got the attention of the human that has the spear. Alrighty. Let me see if he sees you. I need you to roll. Are you trying to hide from him, right? Well, yeah, I'm by the wagon. Out of sight, it was what Roll your stealth with advantage. I need to take my armor check penalty into that, right? Uh, For what, your stealth? Yeah. Uh, You can... It's based off of the the skill tree because you're not moving okay so it's 25 total five yeah it was nat 20 but i didn't know that mattered if it's a nat 20 it's a nat 20 i mean i don't know he could have rolled a nat 22 man i I rolled a 16 so he does not see you but he does know that there is something around him now and he has stopped moving all right did my uh boot tapping get the other guy's attention or not uh, no, he didn't. He probably just wore it off as like maybe it was a twig snap of a deer. Can I tell what exactly this guy is looking at? Or his weapon is drawn. Okay, so what you know is he's in all black. Weapon is drawn, moving towards half orc slash dwarf, and he is within. I think I said he's what thirty feet away from you or forty feet away from yeah, you. Yeah, they're about. I think I said forty. Um, so you're. The intentions are not clear, unless you want to try rolling a sense motive. Is there sense motive in Pathfinder? I yes, there is. Uh, roll a sense motive. Fourteen. He's either going to kill someone or he's going to steal something. Well, since I can't get the orc's attention, I'm going to line up a shot and fire at him then. Roll your attack. It's range. Uh, forgive me for a moment. I've got to figure this character sheet out at that point. Mm-hmm. 
So how it works is if he is within 40 feet, you get the plus seven. Yeah, you get the plus You'll seven. You'll have to forgive me. I was kind of blind. I didn't see that right in the middle of, the, right in the middle of my character sheet there. Yeah. Uh, 20 total. 30, 20? Uh, 20 total. Okay. And my AC is... That is a hit. And roll your damage. It's a 1d10 because he's within, he's in that 40 feet marker. So is it the d10 plus 7 damage at that range? Mm, no. Your damage is 1d10. Okay, I rolled 9 then. All right. Well, describe this killing shot. All right. Well, what location did I hit him in? I don't know. Seeing you killed him in one hit, it's up to you. Uh, I just rolled a d8 for just standard location. It looks like it was a neck shot, so I'd say Defibulous took you know careful aim at the guy and fired and watched the metal ball leave the barrel and just sail through the air and just make a clean shot right through the neck. Okay. So, with that, the orcs jump up, the dwarf jumps up, their weapons are in their hands, and they watch as this guy just slops down onto the ground. The dwarf stares at you for a moment, stares at the guy, gives you a slight nod, and he goes, remind me to give you something when we get to town. No problem. The rest of the night is uneventful. Um, it's hard for anyone else to sleep because they're not used to the sound of the a musket going off where you're probably used to it. At least I would hope you're used to it. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's probably pretty used to hearing that. So come morning, the dwarf gets you up at the crack of dawn. You guys have your field rations and you make the rest of this trip to this, to a small little forest. Inside, it's a village. Everything's like the old one. The houses are built of timbers, but these timbers are a little thicker. So these are more like log homes. There are booths being set up and a stage being built, and it is a bustle. There is a big sign that is being lifted up that says, Welcome, Paladins and the Holy Priestess. There are inns. Uh, it looks like people have converted their, have opened up their homes as inns. There are clerics and bards and all sorts of people just mulling about, um, chit-chatting and talking about how excited they are for the priestess to arrive. I'll uh, kind of lean over to the dwarf. Is that normal for the priestess to show up? He goes, no, they're getting their first temple here. Hmm, I see. He nods. He goes, well, he hands you three cure light wounds and uh, let's say five gold. He goes, just let any of the innkeepers in town know uh, you're, you came with me and they'll give you a discount on the room. What? Or if you want to try doing what you did at the other town, might be able to finagle yourself and get yourself some free room and board. I appreciate that. Thank you for giving me a ride here, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate you doing whatever you did with that big thunder cannon of yours. Because it was highly effective. Yeah, yeah it was. 
the dwarf slaps you on the back pretty hard. Like, probably, you know what? Roll me your strength. Or lack thereof, you mean? Would it be strength? Yeah, let's say strength. If he's uh, to be like, what is he trying to knock me? Like, impact knock over? He's just doing that super friendly slap you on the back. That one. You go face first. The dwarf has already walked off laughing as he's talking to other people. The orcs, half-orcs, just kind of give a chuckle and just, you know, make sure you're not hurt. But your face is successfully covered in mud. I will uh, <laughs> cough a couple times and get up and... I meant to do that, yes, of course, and start dusting myself off and cleaning up. So you are now in the town, or not even town, you are at the trading post known as North Cloud. Narrow Cloud. Called Narrow Cloud. I will remember this eventually. I'm assuming you were going to go find yourself an inn? Yes, I am. All right. So there are a couple different ways you can go about doing this. You can either stay at a legitimate inn. You can try staying at the hostel, which looks like it is ran by someone who worships Desna. Or you can stay at someone's home that they have rented out a room or have room openings. What do I know about Desna and her followers? Desna is the goddess that reigns over luck and travelers. Um, usually, from what you know, most people with Desna are on the friendlier side. Um, they're usually tra they're travelers, people who gamble, stuff like that. Mm, I think first I'll try with the with the, the actual inn before attempting a hostel or anyone offering room and board. Mm -hmm. Okay, you go up to the inn and it's a human, younger. Uh, probably this is their lineage inn. Like this inn looks like it's been here for a long time, and it looks like they've probably owned it for maybe a couple of years, long enough to where they're comfortable in it. They look up and they look down a little bit, trying to gauge you for a moment. Go to say something and stop. And just go, we don't see many of your kind around here. How can I help you? That's all right. We're a little short, so we're kind of hard to see sometimes. Yeah? My counter was another uh, six inches taller. I wouldn't see you. Oh, that's all right. I'd find a way to climb up there and let you know I'm here. So how can I help? Well, I'm looking to purchase a room to stay in. How long are you planning on staying? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm also, if it helps, willing to help around here, around town, to cover room and board as well. He goes, well, going rate is 10 gold pieces. You help out, eh, I can knock off two gold pieces, and that would be a night. He'll kind of nod. I'm like, uh-huh, all righty. Don't forget, you also have that dwarf that suggested if you need it. Oh, he goes, that's right. The Did he ever give me his name? Uh, you've known his name. His name is Mirror. Mirrk. He goes, Mirrk also told me I should come check out the inn as well. He goes, dwarf, kind of grumpy. Got the two uh, 
Greenskins with him? That would be the fellow. He goes, eh, he's good people. Yeah, let's just say, how about five gold until the festival's over? It's going to be like a three-day festival. And you can help, I don't know, clean up after uh, each night, help clean up the tavern. That sounds acceptable. He goes, all right. He hands you a key and he goes, you will be on first floor, third door in. Why, thank you. He nods. I will go and check out my new little room. In the room, it's pretty basic. You've got a bed, place to go to the bathroom, place to hang up your stuff, window that is secured. And with that, you have made it to the first real starting point of our game. Hooray! Congratulations. Awesome. So, guys, this is episode two. I want to thank Ethan for joining me tonight. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. And I want to thank Sirenscape for all of our wonderful sound effects that you've been hearing. And with that, I will wish you guys safe travels, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.